Hi, welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thanks for joining us. On The Landscape, we're talking to all seven candidates who are running for the office of mayor in the city of Cleveland before the September 14th primary. The two top vote-getters, of course, will face off in the November 2nd general election. Today, we talked to one of the candidates who knows something about being the mayor of Cleveland. He served in that office from 1977 to 1979. Also was a member of the Ohio House of Representatives, as well as the U.S. House of Representatives from 1997 to 2013, Dennis Kucinich. Mr. Kucinich, thanks for joining us today. Good to join you. So you're a veteran campaigner. Most campaigns begin with conversations about economic growth. So how do we foster faster economic growth in Cleveland? Well, one of the things we have to do is to address the issue of public safety. Um, With Cleveland right now being at the top of, uh, uh, of the index of the most violent uh, cities in America. Per capita, we are one of the leaders in homicides, uh, felonious assaults, assaults with deadly weapons, carjackings. We have to be able to reclaim our streets. And when we do that, uh, it's going to be a lot easier for businesses to, to locate, uh, particularly in the downtown area, uh, you know, I think what happened on May 30th last year was an absolute disaster for the uh, business community uh, where the uh, police were did not receive the proper guidance from the top to be able to effectively enforce the law and prevent the over $10 million in damage that was done to the business community and uh, to the image of our city. So, you know, I think it starts with, uh, with reclaiming our streets and having enough police to be able to, uh, to walk the beat and to be present and to push back against these violent criminals. Uh, there's, Cleveland is primed for, for great investment uh, as, the, as the climate change, uh, the effects of climate change sweep the world and the country. There are regions of the country that are inevitably going to lose population as uh, their water supplies become uh, uh, more scarce. And Cleveland, uh, sitting on uh, Lake Erie, which you know is the largest uh, fresh water supply in the world, uh, as a, chain of, a part of the great chain of Great Lakes, uh, we're we're in a position to capitalize on our uh, use of uh, on our access to water. And I think that's really going to be an important part of Cleveland's future and our, uh, our ability to keep business and to attract business. When we talk about business and attracting business and keeping businesses here, one of the big stories that came out in the last week or so is that the Indians signed an extension on their lease. And as part of that lease, it's going to call on money from both the state, the county, and the city. How do you feel about subsidizing those kinds of developments with public funds, things like the stadium or the Hilton Cleveland downtown or the Opportunity Corridor? Well, you know, first of all, I love the Indians, I, you know, I... I was uh, runner-up in the uh, Cleveland Indians Bat Boy Contest in uh, 1964. So, you know, I'm, I, I, I went to every single ball game that year because I, I, the runner-up received uh, two general admission passes. So I am a, I'm a baseball fan to the max. Now, as mayor of the city of Cleveland, uh, I have to be both a baseball fan and CEO of, of a very large uh, corporation, uh, the general fund and, and all the special accounts, $1.8 billion, the Cleveland schools, $1.2 billion. So it's a $3 billion corporation. And I have to run it like a business. What does that mean? 
it means that any any of the interests that would come to City Hall looking for help uh, as a CEO, I have to look at it and say, well, what are the equities involved here? Um, oh, do, would I want to help the Indians? Absolutely. Just like I would certainly be there for Sherwin-Williams. But in the case of Sherwin-Williams, well, the city would, you know, give out $125 million or whatever the amount is that approximates that. I'd want to see uh, some uh, reciprocity in terms of shares in the company. Uh, see, if you take that kind of an approach, what you can do is set the stage for economic growth where the city grows and uh, the, uh, the business community grows as well. The city has tremendous resources. Those resources can be leveraged for great economic growth. Uh, but as uh, a CEO, I can't just be uh, giving away the city's assets without seeking uh, some kind of uh, uh, an equitable position in return. Crane's Cleveland Business is excited to announce the return of the Giving Guide from the Crane's Content Studio. This is a special editorial feature within Crane's October 25th print issue and online that's designed to be an all-encompassing resource showcasing the various philanthropic opportunities available throughout Northeast Ohio. If you're a business looking to give back to our community or a nonprofit or charitable organization hoping to educate our audience on how they can help, go to cranescleveland.com and click on the Cranes Content Studio tab in the top right corner. The deadline to participate is September 13th. The pandemic obviously caused lots of problems and lots of losses, including educational losses suffered by students. Is there a way that the mayor's office can help make up for those losses? Uh, the, which losses are you speaking of, sir? In terms of, you know, the, the kids missed a year, or are there things that we can do to help them get that, that education period back? You know, I, I, I once spent, uh, wasn't quite a year, but many months at, at home uh, as, a, as a youngster uh, afflicted with asthma. And I, I used that time to do a lot of reading. Um, we, we need to help provide our youngsters who are not in school with uh, a means of, uh, of furthering the interests that they have. I mean, you know, part of what I want to do is see each child treated as an individual. Because when we talk about education, we, we're talking about educating individuals, not masses of people. And so uh, we need an assessment of, of the interest level of the, of the math, reading, and writing skills of each child, and then uh, provide each child with a plan for, uh, for furthering their, their education and furthering their interests. Uh, the children who have lost out during the pandemic uh, need to have an opportunity for uh, remedial help uh, to be able to catch up, and that's certainly going to involve, uh, you know, extra tutoring. We want to do that in consultation with uh, 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 Cleveland teachers. We want to do that in consultation with uh, educational experts. And as mayor of the city of Cleveland, you know, I, I sat, uh, you know, you have to keep in mind that I have a particular interest in this. I, I sat on the Education Committee. I was a very active member on the Education Committee of the United States Congress for 16 years. And, you know, I've been a very strong advocate of early childhood education, of, early, of universal pre-K. I want to see the, the whole child develop. And in order to do that, you have to pay attention to the individual children. The reason why I was able to make it through my own education was because teachers paid attention to me personally. That's what we need. 
and and it, and so that means uh, smaller classroom sizes, teachers giving uh, you know given a little bit more leeway on 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 uh, on their planning, and it also means uh, uh, using the resources of the school system uh, for the the classroom environment. You know, you have to keep in mind when you look at the school's budget, a lot of money is going into uh, administration. We probably have. Uh, more money going into administration, a lot of school districts. I want to make sure money goes into the classroom. Since we're on the subject of education, do you think the Metropolitan School District is heading in the right direction? And if you become mayor, will you take a more active role in running that district? Look, I, you know, I, I have been a member of the Education Committee of the United States Congress for 16 years, and I, I rose to a, a, a high position on that full committee. Uh, and was, you know, uh, very active in all the discussions with respect to elementary and secondary education in the United States over a period of, of those 16 years that I served in Congress. So you can bet that as mayor, I intend to be very active with respect to the Cleveland Metropolitan School District uh, in, in, all the, in all aspects of it. You know, one of the things I'll do immediately is uh, ask forensic accountants to go in and look at all the contracts that have been given out. I need to. I want to see what the, uh, you know, what the facilities uh, uh, maintenance uh, plan is. The city's getting rid of a lot of buildings. We need to evaluate that. We need to evaluate the plans that have been out there to close school buildings in certain neighborhoods. We need to look at the uh, uh, the way that the money is being spent. The people of Cleveland passed a tax in recent years uh, that gave the district more money. We, you know, as uh, as someone who has a background. In education, and in addition, in addition to that, chairman of a uh, congressional investigative subcommittee, I'm going to be in a very good position to be able to estimate how school resources are being used. And again, I want to get the money into the classroom. I want to make sure the teachers are well paid and 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 given every opportunity for uh, enhanced educational growth, so that they can in turn uh, provide more help to the students. Uh, you know, we spend per capita a lot of money, uh, more than uh, some uh, private, uh, uh, certainly more than private high schools, and uh, uh, spend on uh, on on, this, on each student. I want to make sure that the taxpayers of Cleveland, uh, the students, the parents, uh, are seeing full value for the money that's being spent. How do you feel about the health of downtown? Do you think it is a successful place in Cleveland these days? I love downtown. I mean, we need to enhance it. You have to remember that when I was uh, mayor the last time, uh, there was an attempt to uh, build a parking lot in the middle of the theater district, which would have taken out one of our uh, most important theaters. And I blocked that. As a result, it helped save the, uh, the Playhouse Square Theater District. Downtown is, is a great place. We want people to come downtown. That's our public square. We want people to celebrate Cleveland. Uh, together in that area. But in order to do that, we have to make sure it's safe. And uh, and that's a big issue right now. Uh, and and But it won't be when I'm mayor, because we're going to reclaim the streets from these uh, violent gangs that have been sweeping from east to west on dirt bikes and uh, on their uh, uh, all-terrain vehicles and their, um, uh, you know, shooting uh, guns in the air. Uh, acting, you know, acting like uh, they're, uh, uh, it's their streets. But we need to reclaim the streets, and we need to reclaim the streets of downtown. And the people in downtown, the businesses downtown, should know 
that when I'm mayor, they'll have a friend in City Hall who's sensitive to uh, the uh, downtown um, uh, social uh, safety and economic environment. Uh, you know, I, I, I love downtown Cleveland, but I want to make sure that it's safe. Is safety the biggest issue in the neighborhoods too? Is there something? I oh, no question about it. Cleveland's under a siege of crime right now. There are neighborhoods where people can't even uh, walk the streets during the day without fear of being shot, let alone at night. Drive-by shootings, uh, uh, gangs running wild, police told not to, res- not to uh, pursue uh, individuals who have broken the law. What's that about? I mean, you know, as mayor of the city of Cleveland, I can promise the people that I'm going to let the police do their job. The police are, you know, will be racially sensitive, constitutionally aware. Uh, they'll treat people with dignity and respect. I have no use for bullies with a badge. But I will tell you, uh, we need to have, uh, a, a, you know, a reassertion um, of law enforcement in, in the city of Cleveland. Because what's happened is, for whatever reason, uh, the police have been told to pull back. And that's not appropriate when you have crime uh, growing in many of our neighborhoods uh, and, and, and people actually afraid of, uh, of shootings, uh, you know, even when they're in their house. This is, this is not right. And I'm going to do something about it. You know, I live in the city, I've lived here all my life. I, I, I'm, I'm out on the West Park area. And, you know, it's not unusual here uh, lately to hear gunshots during the night as well. And we have to reclaim uh, the uh, peace in our neighborhoods. And so that's why my campaign is about safety, it's about peace, and it's about security. So I'm talking about not only hiring 400 new police, because the city has let surpluses grow while they've ignored the safety needs of the city. But I'm also talking about hiring an additional 100 safety assistants who would have a social work background and be able to uh, and intervene in crises that do not require an armed response. In addition to that, I want to create a civic peace department so that we actually get to the bottom of what's going on in some of our neighborhoods with respect to violence that percolates and escalates. So I'm, you know, I'm fully prepared to be the next mayor based on my extensive experience at a local, state, and federal level in government and legislative, uh, quasi-judicial, and executive position. And, you know, people want someone who has the experience, who has the willingness to uh, stand up and speak out on behalf of the neighborhoods, on behalf of downtown, and say that we're going to reclaim the streets of our city. We're not going to let crime continue to run wild. So do you support continuing the consent decree? Well, I, you know, I, I support the uh, successful completion of this consent decree. The consent decree was necessary because City Hall sat down and didn't exercise its authority, its charter, directed authority on matters of law enforcement. Article 71 of the charter makes the mayor the chief conservator of the peace. But that didn't happen. The city actually called the Justice Department in. Think about that. There's so little control that they had to call an outside agency to, to tell them how to run the police department. I mean, just like they're trying to bring in that, just like they bring in consultants to tell them how to run a, an electric system, the West Side Market, recycling. Cleveland needs a mayor, not a, not a consultants. And I'm I'm ready to step in and save the taxpayers' money 
and make sure that consent decree uh, is able to work its will. We'll uh, bring about a successful conclusion of it. And as mayor, I fully intend to see uh, that the people of Cleveland are given a chance to be able to review the conduct of the police, as they have been doing, uh, and, and to uh, provide input with uh, that you know, substantial amount of money that is spent for law enforcement. Uh, but uh, as mayor, you know, I have to take the responsibility. I'm not going to pass the buck to a committee. I'm not going to pass the buck to a safety director or a chief of police. The mayor is the one who has to be responsible. You wouldn't know that right now, though, because it's basically no one knows who's responsible for anything. And as a result, there's no accountability. And that's wrong. Do you know a marketing executive working to make an impact in and out of the workplace? Nominations are now open for Crane's notable marketing executives. We're looking for the most accomplished marketing executives throughout Northeast Ohio to be recognized in print and online within Crane's December 20th issue. To submit a nomination, go to cranescleveland.com and click on the awards tab in the top banner. Deadline to nominate is September 23rd. Let's switch to the subject of things in terms of building for the city. Is it better that we build new homes and commercial space or are we better off rehabbing and trying to expand and make better use of existing homes and storefronts? Well, you have to do both. You know, some of the homes that uh, are loaded with uh, lead paint and lead pipes, uh, that, you know, the remediation may cost more than, than to rebuild. We need new housing in Cleveland to help people who are low and moderate income people. We need our banking community to be involved in that and providing, uh, uh, you know, loan terms that people in the city can meet. And it's particularly important since the city is a depositor in some of those, uh, in some of our local banks. We need to make sure that um, uh, that we build new housing now. And, you know, there's plenty of uh, land available in a land bank to do that. Uh, I'm, I'm for uh, uh, doing that. Uh, but, you know, I want to also make sure that we don't chase our... Um, uh, our senior uh, uh, homeowners uh, away from the neighborhoods they've lived in all their lives by raising pro- by property taxes going through the roof wherever development has occurred proximate to their homes. So that that's really a serious matter in Cleveland right now. You know, I want to build. I, there's a lot of building that need that can be done, but that has to be it has to be purposeful and it, and it must be. Uh, in concert with uh, the um, the history of the neighborhood, I want to see our commercial uh, sectors around town rebuilt. I mean, you look at Shaker Square. How has Shaker Square been let go over over so many years? It's absolutely mind-boggling. That was one of the garden spots of Cleveland. And while you know, there's a market uh, every week there with people who bring their goods in from. Uh, Northern Ohio and some wonder, a wonderful farmers market. We need to make Shaker Square a place that will attract people from all over uh, Northern Ohio, as it did at one time. And so, I intend to see investment made in Shaker Square. Uh, help the small business uh, persons there be able to uh, not just maintain their position but thrive. We need similar investment in uh, uh, in the Lee Harvard area, which uh, was uh, once one of the uh, uh, strongest, most vibrant uh, residential and business uh, districts. It needs help. And so, you know, my awareness of the city, neighborhood by neighborhood, is going to be important in terms of directing help where it's needed the most, supporting neighborhoods uh, hoods, uh, 
with uh, whatever their vital needs are, whether it's uh, economic uh, development and or safety uh, and uh, or housing and in, uh, you know, being a, a mayor who's hands on. I mean, I don't you know, my training wheels went off years ago. I know exactly uh, what needs to be done to move a city forward. And I have the energy and the passion, uh, the, uh, the dynamism to create the, uh, the change that people are waiting for. They, they're waiting to wake up Cleveland, uh, to get Cleveland on the move again, to have it become a, a city that's, that is, uh, is, is known as uh, on the move uh, economically. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons, you know, that approach, I think, is one of the reasons why you know, one of Cleveland's best-known industrialists, former ambassador to Ireland, Ed Crawford, uh, has uh, uh, strongly come behind our campaign. You know, here's somebody whose companies employ thousands of people worldwide, and he sees that the future of the city isn't a Republican or a Democratic issue. It's a Cleveland issue. He, he's helping my campaign because he said this publicly, that I have the experience and leadership needed to run this city professionally. And, you know, I... I any of the changes I make are going to be made in in in, uh, in concert with uh, meeting with local business leaders. I started this campaign with a video conference with about 40 local business leaders to discuss, you know, the city's priorities, challenges, policies, and plans. You know, I've met with the leadership of Cleveland Part Greater Cleveland Partnership. I've been in communication with the Downtown Cleveland Partnership. There are things we can do to get the city moving. And I, you know, I'm a decision maker. I don't let things sit. I don't temporize. People want action. And that's what I'm about. But I'm also about doing it with a, with a, a, a sharp eye to the bottom line. Most people aren't aware of this, but the last time I was mayor, I, I, I was able to reduce city spending by 18% uh, without reducing city services through the elimination of waste, fraud, and abuse. And that approach, if you look at the current budget of the city of Cleveland, uh, you know, according to the last uh, uh, annual report, it was, you know, roughly about $676 million. You deduct the cost of safety. Uh, and I know that there's so much of it padded already. Could, could produce the money just to hire the police. I mean, I, I know how to, how, to, how, to, how to manage city resources. And as someone who is chair of it, Congressional Investigative Subcommittee. I also know where money is being misspent. How about the current direction of the Opportunity Corridor? Do you think it's heading in the right direction? <laughs> you mean in carrying people out of town? Uh, I, I look uh, as you may or may not know. I was instrumental in helping to uh, stop an asphalt plant from being built in the middle of that uh, uh, Opportunity Corridor. It's an opportunity corridor. We haven't really defined whose opportunity it is. It's certainly a corridor. It's, it, it is a place where we certainly can have uh, a concentrated development. Some have suggested an educational purpose. That sounds good to me, uh, but there might be some other uh, uses that could be combined with that. W whatever the thinking was initially in building that, uh, it hasn't seemed to quite uh, worked out, uh, uh, but nevertheless, uh, you know, I certainly will work with the business community to come up with a plan to make that viable. I mean, it's a great location, and 
uh, there's uh, when we're attempting to attract people to Cleveland, you know, access to land and city services and our position on the lake with water supply and things, those are all good. But, you know, uh, the, the Opportunity Corridor brought uh, a lot of capital, infra- a lot of infrastructure improvements, but it really didn't, you know, bring much beyond that. But that we have something to work with, and I'll work with it. The American Rescue Plan infrastructure funds are on their way to Cleveland. What are some of your top priorities when that money safety. arrives? Safety, safety, safety. I mean, you know, when we, I mean, when you think about it, right now in the um, 2021 fiscal year, the city of Cleveland had $80.7 million uh, in unencumbered funds plus rainy day funds, which they should have been using to hire more police. They didn't. Sat on it. And now we have $511 million in federal funds coming. We need to secure our city and make it safe. That's one of the main things I want to do. But in addition to that, there's money there for seed capital that we can leverage to... uh, uh, to the benefit of economic development. I certainly want to do that, and I'm ready to do that. And I, as mayor, I'm ready to listen to anyone who comes in my office who has a great, a great idea about creating jobs, because we want to maintain the jobs we have, and we want to create new jobs, and we want to use whatever capital that's available to do that. Now, one of the areas where I can do something that no one running for mayor right now would have a prayer of doing, and that is Look, I served 16 years in Congress. I know all the congressional leaders on both sides of the aisle. I've known Joe Biden since 1972. I'm, I, can go, I can go to Washington and get not just, you know, we have the American Rescue Plan money, and get more money for Cleveland. The federal government right now is trying to find programs to send into communities. And it's the, the, the money chasing programs to be created, it's, it seems. And I'm certainly, uh, I built the relationships over a period of many years uh, that uh, I have no problem either picking up the phone or walking to somebody's office and say, I'm here for the city of Cleveland. We need help, whether it's community development, grants for safety, uh, health, housing. Uh, there, there's, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be, uh, as it would be as if I was uh, an additional congressperson that we lost in the census but we can gain through a mayor's election because of my federal experience. And, and that is, you can't, you know, that cannot be minimized because uh, I was a very active member of Congress. I worked both sides of the aisle. And because of that, I have, I have people who will listen to, uh, uh, to me when I tell them about our city's needs. So, yeah, I, I think uh, the $511 million, that's a, uh, something we have to protect. Make sure it's not wasted, and I am going to see to it that uh, we make Cleveland a safer city, a peaceful city, and a prosperous city. If you're a leader within the wealth management industry in Northeast Ohio, don't miss this exclusive advertising opportunity from Crane's Content Studio Cleveland. We want to hear directly from the city's wealth management professionals on all topics critical for a holistic approach to managing one's financial portfolio. Create your own unique content or choose from a range of topics, including risk management, cybersecurity, college planning, and more. Go to cranescleveland.com and click Crane's Content Studio in the top right corner to learn more. 
Dennis Kucinich, thanks so much for joining us today for the landscape, sharing your thoughts on these important issues for the city of Cleveland and the mayoral race. Thanks. We're glad you could join us today. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Dennis Kucinich joined us for the landscape. We are interviewing all seven of the mayoral candidates before the primaries. You can hear those conversations by going to cranescleveland.com and simply clicking the landscape banner. For our producer, Cody Smith, I'm Dan Paletta. Glad you can join us and we'll talk again soon.